Hello, I'm Marina Johnson, and this is Table Work, a TAPS podcast series where we interview the artists and theater makers behind our productions on what it takes to get their productions from the page to the stage. This episode features Yutza Zahal. Yutza is a second year PhD student who is directing a play as part of the upcoming Grad Rep. Grad Rep is a project meant to showcase the work of our second year graduate student artist scholars. Today we discuss her grad rep piece, Foundations of Feminism. Yetza, I am so excited to be with you today to talk about your grad rep piece. Um, so the title of your piece, as I know it, is Foundations of Feminism, but I think the title is actually a little bit longer. Can you share it with us? Again, thank you for having me, Marina. Um, the title is a lot longer, so please hold your, don't hold your breath. Uh, it's Foundations of Feminism, the Poetics of Curiopathy as a Manifestation of the Sisterhood Zeitgeist in Feministological Nepali Archivitism. Um, and <laughs> it's supposed to be a, That's an amazing Thank you. It's supposed to be a playful satire on academic language and how we use jargon. So it's kind of hinting at what the play is going to be about and uh, just the tone of the play, which is very playful and set, like, you know, it satirizes and, um, but while also talking about some heavy topics. Um, Definitely. I love, I mean, and to satirize academic topics, I think it's great to have a colon title because we always joke that that's sort of like, <laughs> it's not an academic paper if it's not something, something colon the rest of the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you're exactly. following suit here. Thank you. Yeah, it's set up like a lecture basically. I've not heard of this play. It sounds like a play that you were creating. Is that true? Yes, I wrote it and I'm directing it. Yeah. Amazing. And what inspired you to write it? Um, well, many things. Uh, this, this play is about, um, it, about the Feminist Memory Project collection from Nepal Picture Library, which is a photo archive a digital photo archive that specifically focuses uh and looks at uh the feminist movement in nepal and before my uh phd at stanford i used to work at nepal picture library as a researcher and so i was part of this archive building project and um what we did was we uh, went to women with um like from various different uh, backgrounds and asked them for photographs from their personal albums. And we heard their stories and everything behind the photograph as well. And that became part of the archive. And it was a very powerful and empowering moment for me as somebody who is a feminist and like practices feminist politics in her everyday life. Um, And what I wanted to do was bring, see if I can bring those photographs and those stories into the theatrical stage and specifically the stage here at Stanford. And so I wanted to, you know, challenge myself as well uh, because I had not really written a play before, Um, but because this project was, has been very important in my life, I wanted to do that. That's why I wrote it. I'm so excited that you're sharing this photo archive with us. And I mean, it's amazing that you used to work there. Now you're able to bring that into your scholar artist practice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the process of writing the play, mm-hmm. did you start with any particular images or did you start with your experiences there? Can you take us through what it meant to write this and what your process was? I started with uh, some of the stories that really stuck with me 
when I was looking at some of the photographs and um, most of the times these stories they don't come with the photographs because the photograph only captures one moment but there is so much going on and so much happening around it that the person has shared and I was um, thinking how can I um, show this photograph and also share the story um, and what were the some of the images that were coming to mind so I the first thing that I did was make a storyboard and just like drew pictures of whatever was coming um, into my mind um, as I recalled the stories and uh, listened to the audio clips as well for some of them and basically went um, ahead with the images and then made that into a play that um, I wrote with dialogues and everything. Wow. And how many characters are in this play? Uh, there are primarily two characters. So I have, I'm telling the story from two characters and they feel like two parts of myself and me having a debate with myself. But then as I wrote it, they became like distinct characters of themselves as well. And um, But throughout the play, they enter different scenarios and they assume um, and embody different characters um, as well. So there are two actors playing two characters, but also multiple roles at the same time. Very exciting. And you said it's sort of lecture style? Well, it starts out like that, and then it kind of becomes okay. uh, <laughs> something more. Um, and it, what I wanted to do with this piece is not only make it uh, as a presentation of archival photographs, but also how can the piece itself be be you know something that uh, contributes to creating solidarities collectives um, conversations um, around feminism so I wanted the play itself to do that so it kind of really uh, relies on um, audience interacting with the audience and going back to the past so it's a conversation between past present um, and also while trying to bring the audience along a journey that seems geographically very far away somewhere in Nepal, but also trying to connect them together. That's very exciting. Um, well, and you mentioned the photographs, which I would be very curious to see. Can the audience who's coming expect to see any of them as part of the scenic design for your piece? Definitely. It's the photographs are part of the script itself. I have included... Um, some of the photographs that um, impacted me personally uh, a lot and uh, also contributed to the plot the play was taking um, or the narrative that the play was going for. And these will be projected on screen and very much is very much part of the scenic and the projection design um, in the piece as well. Nice. Oh, that's, I mean, yeah, this all sounds very wonderful and we get to see some of the pictures um which is great are there other elements of design that you're particularly excited about yes uh i'm really excited about the set uh because as i mentioned before these when i started writing the play these two characters were basically two parts of my brain having a conversation with each other and to imagine us imagine the kind of space that this kind of conversation would take place which is very rooted in 
what feminist identity even is and they're asking big questions like how do you even become a femini- feminist and what does it mean to be a feminist today and what does it mean to be a feminist in Nepal versus what does it mean to be a feminist in the United States um so these these are the these are the questions that um the characters are dealing with and um so yes um in terms of the location and the set design i'm really i really wanted something that um was flexible and would change um um as the scenes also change uh, and as they go through multiple scenarios to kind of in a in like a journey to figure out these questions for themselves a very introspective journey but through photographs so the um scenic design is um was with the aim of creating a very flat world where uh photographs um are projected on screens but there's also a traditional photo studio where many people um especially in um south asia they come and they they can dress up as whoever they want and whatever they like they would they aspire to be and take a picture uh and that becomes their memory and um memento um of their aspirations and dreams so having a photo studio that is that has you know it's not it's very rare that we see a photo studio these days but to kind of bring that past in on the stage and also have the very modern uh projection of images on very flat screen um that those two the juxtaposition between those two worlds is something that i'm excited to see that's so compelling getsa thank you and do we will we hear any nepali music is that part of like the the soundscape for the world um it's also okay if you don't want to spoil certain aspects of the no design. i'm i'm more than happy to talk about this um yes definitely uh nepali music specifically a uh, nepali rock music from the 90s um which um have has kind of is embedded in my memory uh, with um the democratic movement that was going on in the 90s uh, nepal got uh, its democracy in 1990s so at that time even though the music was even if the music was not directly political that is what i associate with in my brain so yes we will uh, i have included a very like rock music um energetic um feel to the to, to many parts um uh in the script as well um and some poems that have be- that were very personal to me while uh growing up um that as well so yeah a few of those things Yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear Nepali rock music from the 90s, <laughs> yeah. uh, a genre I have not heard at all. So I look forward to hearing that at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you mentioned earlier, the first question I had whenever I heard your piece, Foundations of Feminism, etc., long title, yes. um, was, well, because a lot of your audience won't be from Nepal or have a mm-hmm. context for what it means to be like a Nepali feminist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so thinking like what it means to be a feminist in these different contexts, I think is such a striking question mm-hmm. so i kind of just want to take us back to that question as well as my second question is what do you what as a director whenever i go into a rehearsal room i have questions that i'm hoping to 
explore or discover. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a question that you're also bringing into the rehearsal room or are there other questions that you're thinking that you'll explore in this rehearsal process? Yes, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, because I have, I have thought a lot about my audience in this piece and where I am going to show this um, piece as well, which is Stanford. So what does it mean to bring these stories from Nepal, which is bring stories that are very personal to me here? Um, and so I have been, I have been thinking about that a lot. And that is an important part of the rehearsal process as well, because the actors, um, I also take input from what the actors have to say and um, where they're coming from as well, because it it's about, um, for me, it's about building solidarities through our shared experiences and the feminist strategy strategies that we employ to, you know, understand the world or try and make the world a better place to see it in a very broad, basic way. Um, and some of the questions are, how does um, some a concept that seems so universal still ha- hold many iterations when it travels to different places, spe- especially when it when these places are so geographically different and culturally different, socially, economically, in all the ways. So, and how do we? validate those experiences within within the mainstream discourse of what feminism means as well. Um, there are su- certain things that are talked about and that become the norm because they're talked about so much, but there are other things that people need to also consider um, or at least know while talking about um, this issue. So that is some some of the questions that I think with and my primarily uh, my primary my primary goal is to approach this through um, the experiences that people have and how they differ in different spaces. Oh, I love that. I mean, it speaks a lot to my own research too. Of like, what I, I'm always trying to figure out, like, what is feminism in these different contexts? And Leila Abu Khalid has a great quote that I'm going to butcher, but she says, like, to think about feminism only as a Western export is not true, mm-hmm. and to think about it purely as a project that is local without having any colonial influence is also not true. Mm-hmm. But to really focus on local feminisms, which is what it sounds like you're doing, is yeah. focusing on the the local and what you really know and have experienced the archive that you're exploring, and then also the actors in the room who are contributing to these stories. I mean, just what a rich process that you've set yourself up for. Um, I can't wait to be one of the audience members in the room who gets to sort of see these questions being grappled with and to to ask my own of myself uh, in the room. Sometimes when I talk about audiences in plays that I'm directing, um, it's a question that I love to hate, but is there something that you want the audience to walk away thinking about? Um, is it thinking about something that's sort of a capacious understanding of feminism or the world. Or if you don't want to be prescriptive in that regard too, that's completely fine. I know it's also early in the process for you. Yeah, I think it's difficult for me to... Yeah, I, it's difficult for everyone to say what we hope, we expect the audience will take away from that. But um, what I'm hoping is, um, is a way to 
approach talking about these things, um, approach talking about feminism and the mul- the multiple iterations of feminism in campus spaces um, through your own personal experience and through a, an inviting, playful manner as well. And building solidarities based on the differences rather than trying to forcefully find similarities across um, everybody. Um, I think that it's a huge ask, but that's what I hope for. I love that. I mean, I think art that has a huge ask is great. Like, (laughs) what a great thing to set people up with and to to really lean into. Um, Yeah. And you are, I, I don't know if people listening know you personally, but if not, Yotza is one of the funniest people I know <laughs> in my life. Uh, and so you've also said that this is a comedy. Uh, and I'm curious, we were talking about these subjects that can feel pretty heavy and layered, um, but it's also going to have what I would consider your trademark comedic <laughs> bent to it. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Um, is I don't know if you can speak at all to that process of like, adding comedy or trying to make things lighter potentially as a breather for the audience it's really funny well uh, how the comedy came in because that was not my intention when I first started writing the script I was not trying to be funny but I felt that while talking about some things which are so heavy and so um complex in a way uh, we deal with very complex ideas and issues in our everyday life um, in our research and our work and while I was writing that in the script I I kind of noticed that I was writing a research paper instead of a script and I was like this is not gonna work <laughs> people are gonna fall asleep <laughs> um, and so I started thinking how can I push that um push this urge that I myself have as one of the uh, academics that I'm making fun of in the play. How do I push that to the extreme? And that is how the um, the very light comedic tone kind of came up. And I think that made the characters more inviting, made the play more inviting because, um, you know, it's, it's not something uh, you encounter feminism is not something that you encounter in a very comedic manner in a theater every like very often it's more in a classroom setting especially in the university so I think that was um the way for me to go oh amazing uh yet so before we end is there anything else that you want people listening to know about your piece um maybe you can say the title for us one last time so folks can hear it (laughs) okay I will say the title one last time because I think that's a great uh, place to start and end. Um, it's Foundations of Feminism, the Poetics of Curiopathy as a Manifestation of the Sisterhood Zeitgeist in Feministological Nepali Archivitism. <laughs> yes, amazing. Uh, well, you've given us a million reasons to come see this, but the title, I would say, is the first and foremost. Um, so I can't wait, Yotza. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed this. 